Now entering Nerdist.com. True it with a guy named Kevin. True it and this other guy Steve. True it from the TV and the movies and now this podcast stream. True it, they're gonna get chewy. True it, they might even get me. True it, but they're gonna get funky on this podcast thing. Yeah, what are you chewing? Holy shit, Queen! Did you hear that little pause in yeah. my in my chew? Yeah, because you got caught on like a gristle or something. No. I was pausing between between uh, fucking courses. I, I just did the first ever surf and turf on our show. You did? I had filet oh, mignon and surf and, and a turf. lobster tail. I was I was uh, doing steak too. What the fuck? You know, I was thinking because I, I went to a uh, I had a steak tonight at a restaurant that Good I will not you, name. Man. Good for you. I will not name. Well, uh, now why won't you name it? Because uh, I'm going to badmouth it. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> Maybe you should name it then. Uh, no, but uh, I know it's not Ruth's Chris. No, no, no. That's just no, 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 fucking. No, 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 no. Here's what I hate though: is like. Uh, uh, you order a steak and it's a thin steak. Okay. I know you like that. You like your steak butterflied, right? I sometimes like a butterfly. Yeah. I like a thick steak too. I don't like a marbly steak. Oh, I like a marbly steak. But like, uh, no, I know. I mean, you don't. There's no. There's no piece of meat that you don't like. Um, before we get too far along here, Lemmy. Yeah. We got some plugging to do, bro. Okay, you're pointing at me with five fingers. Right I got now. five fingers. Cause that's how important <laughs> this is. Okay. We got a big show this weekend. Yeah. February thirteenth. <laughs> Uh-huh. The Ice House in Pasadena. The famous Ice House. I can't wait to play at this place. I'm excited. I, like I've heard about it for so long and like, you know, people like Steve Martin started there oh, yeah. and you're like I'm we've excited never, to do we've it. We've never performed this place. Never done it. I even heard like a rumor. Uh-oh. That they have like dry meat hanging from the ceiling. Really? And the walls are lined with dry meat. <laughs> I really? I didn't was, know that. Okay. Like, oh, somebody yeah, told you that? Like, there's like steaks hanging from the rafters. Oh. Okay. Well, all I know is that it's a good comedy room I hear. Yeah, I hear that. That's too. what I hear. And we're doing two shows. Two shows, 8 and 10. Tomorrow. February 13th. Saturday, February 13th. Saturday, February 13th. It's a great Valentine's date. Like if you're going to take your lady out on Saturday night for Valentine's Day. Take her out. You want to the comedy show. first date too. Best way, woman or man, to get uh, action from somebody. Just take them, take them to a, make them laugh. Make them laugh. You know what? We should have some special Valentine's thing at our show. Pointed at me again. Go like on. a um, like a, a uh, like a kissing booth. Let's uh, let's do a kissing booth. You okay. and me behind the behind the booth. Okay. We'll sell five dollars. Uh, $20 kisses. <laughs> you just upped the price real fast. Didn't yeah, you? well, five. I was like, oh, everyone will do it for five. Five dollars. I don't know about that. Yeah. $20, though, that separates the fucking cheapies from the playgirls. It does. You know what I'm saying? It does. You got to earn it. Yeah. You got 20 bucks? Yeah. We'll That's give you a kiss. You kiss these lips. We end up kissing people for free, though. Oh, we've done worse. Not than on the that. lips, though, right? Come on to the Ice House, February 13th, Saturday night, and listen to all the shit you can get. Free I mean, kisses. Look at we just uh, we just riffed all that shit off the top of our head because it was that funny. I know. God. And now think of how great it is when we actually write the material. <laughs> oh my God! It's hilarious. that's how good it's going to be. It's going to be hilarious. Yeah. All right. So come out. Come See out to there. the Ice House. See you there. February thirteenth. Yeah. And then more shows. You got more shows coming up. Uh, the next week uh, we're going to be in Houston at the Come and Take It Comedy Festival. That's the entire Broken Lizard group. It's Broken Lizard. February twentieth, Saturday night in Houston, Texas. Yeah. All five guys. Performing comedy together. Yeah. That's exciting. Then the week, then after that, we'll be in Chicago. Thursday, February twenty fifth, in Chicago at the Park West Theater. All of Broken Lizard, Chicago. 
February 25th. You pointed at me a million times. February 25th, the Park West Theater. Uh, and then the next week, we'll be in Bakersfield, California. Baking it up. March 3rd. March 3rd. That's a Thursday night at the Temblor Brewing Company. They got a cool comedy room, I guess, there. We've already sold a shitload of tickets for that yeah, show. You better get on that one quickly. I mean, those tickets are going, man. Bakersfield. There's like hundreds of people already going to that show. We should maybe add on a second show. That's going to be fun. Uh, I can't wait for that one, too. It's our first place at that, this at this, this place. Time at this place. Yeah, yeah. Up in Bakersfield. We'll just drive up there, do some comedy. Yeah. It'd be great. So that's uh that's uh March third. And then March fifth, that's Saturday night, we're gonna be at the improv in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. The improv on Melrose. Los Angeles. Another famous place. Yeah. I don't think I you per, I've never performed there. You have. I performed there probably like three times, maybe. Yeah, I've never done it. Maybe four times. The Melrose Improv. That's exciting. Yeah, four. But those tickets are not on sale yet, is that what you're telling me? Uh, as I understand it, not on sale yet. Well, you can go to HeffernandLemmy.com, HeffernandLemmy.com, and there are links for all those shows I just mentioned. The Pasadena show, Houston, Chicago, Bakersfield, and Hollywood's not on sale yet, but we'll throw that up there. Uh, that's how you get tickets. Yeah. Just go there. HeffernandLemmy.com. Yeah. And Come listen, out and see us. Listen, I, have a good time. Have some fun. Have some fun. You only live once, right? Can I tell Let you a, a quick story about... Uh, the Melrose Improv? Yeah. After the advertisement? Should I do a quick ad, ad? Just the ad is this. If you go to the Chewing It website, the podcast page, uh, there's a banner ad on there. And the banner ad is an Amazon.com ad. And what you do is, if you're going to go shopping at Amazon, go to the banner ad on our page, click through it, and have that take you to Amazon. And then Amazon kicks a few uh, a few pennies back to us. Yeah. And then uh, we can keep the lights on and pay people like the great Katie Levine and things like that. So And Aristotle. And the Stotts man. What's Aristotle's last name? Acevedo. Acevedo. I was just wondering if you knew it. Acevedo. Um, but anyway, so do that. Amazon.com. Click through. Boom. Support Tune It. Okay. Melrose Hollywood Improv. I'm pointing at you right now. <laughs> so, putting you on the spot. So boisterous. Tell that story. Uh, you remember the... Uh, when we did our first Broken Lizard show at the Improv Olympic, yep, and did a, f- a few gigs, uh, getting warmed up. Yeah, we went to like Vermont immediately. We went up to like Montreal. Yep, and uh, came back and was like, I love stand up comedy. That was you like, were a stand up comedy novice at that point. Yeah, that was like our third, fourth time doing it. Virgin, if you will. Got so into it, I told our agent at the time. I right. said, Hey, dude, I love this. I right. want to do it. I want more. I want more. And he said, well, in that case, you should go up in front of a real audience and not one that's just coming, paying to see your shows or your fan. Like, go in front of some random people right. who don't know who you are. I was like, Smart oh, advice. It's great advice. Great advice. So he put me up at the Melrose Improv, uh, two shows. Yep. The first show was at 4 o'clock. It was a teen tour. <laughs> 4 o'clock in the afternoon? PM, yeah. Uh, it, during the week, too, right? Yeah, it was like a Tuesday or Wednesday oh, night. Oh, Jesus. Okay. And, um, now, who goes to who goes to that? A teen tour. It's a teen tour. It's like they're they're coming through from like uh, who knows, like Idaho, Jersey, whatever. Like, let's right. go to Los Angeles. What activities are we take the kids on? And so it's like a school, and they buy a block of tickets to bring these high school kids in to watch stand up comedy. Yeah, it was two different groups. And um, do you think that that's like the absolute first thing they throw a guy to, like you, like like why didn't you go up uh, at Ten o'clock. Well, then I did later that night. Okay. Um, there was like an eight o'clock show or ten o'clock show. So, okay. like, in fact, it was a ten o'clock show. I did the teen tour. Yeah. Um, 
I don't want to uh, bury the lead here. Yeah. But uh, I bombed. At sure. The, uh, because I was telling masturbation jokes to one group of uh, like super uptight, rich high school kids. Sure. Well, that's the thing. Is like your first routine was a lot of masturbation jokes. All masturbation jokes. And that doesn't go well with the high school kids because they're not ready to admit that they yeah, masturbate. Like the dudes were like, looking at me like, dude cool it and like <laughs> and nobody's supposed to know this shit man dude i'm come talk to you after the show there's a line to talk to me no, listen, don't tell anybody Do you use lotion um <laughs> and then the girls were looking at me like with like snarled lip oh. Like, oh my god he's disgusting he's what a, a pig devil. what a slob he is yeah and on the other side is very urban high school crowd okay who were just like same thing like what's this dude talking about okay and also, like, you know, not polished. All right. Um, so I bombed and get one fucking laugh. Nice. Was the it? fucking, the spit is going away and the sweat on the forehead is building up. Yeah, and I'd never bombed because I'd been up in front of the broken lizard crowds. Because I'm so fucking funny. You know, I was like, I'm hilarious. Don't worry about it, right. Berkowitz. You know, I'm going to fucking crush it. Right. And then went up there and was like, crickets. Mm. And then I went to a second show later that night. Which went better. But the next day, I was like, thank you so much. That was the best experience of my life. You thanked your agent. I did. For forcing you to meet your demons. Well, there was something very powerful about bombing. Yeah. Which was almost, in its way, didn't feel as good, but just mm-hmm. as powerful as having a great stand-up comedy set. Because, like, uh, you're out there in front of a room full of people, and you got 12 minutes to go. Yeah. So I think I did 14 minutes. Yeah. In that neighborhood. <laughs> it's like, can't give up. But you didn't realize, so I was already I so inflated right. by that point. Like, oh, I crush. I've been crushing. Yeah. Go out there and fucking bomb. Yeah. And like, holy Sobering. Shit, like, pasty mouth. Like, I think like rushing through my set, like stuttering, fucking up jokes. So the upshot is, if you want to see Steve Let Me Bomb, come to the Melrose Improv on March it 5th. It's not pretty either. I'm like a vampire being you know, exposed to the sunlight. Sure. But uh, here's the funny thing is that then uh, a few months ago, I met uh, Alex Schaefer. Uh-huh. Who was the actor who played the? Uh, he was the lead kid in Win Win. He was the wrestler, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, we were just having like a little hey cut by Tom McArdle. Yes, exactly, and directed by Tom McCarthy. Right, exactly. And uh, we were just having like a, a you know, it's like a peop- what we do sometimes in in the film business is uh, people's agents and managers will set uh, you up with somebody else who they think so you a should general be. meeting, yeah, a tr- general, a general, yeah. And it can be anything. For us, it's like we write stuff, so we'll sometimes meet with actors. We're also actors, so we'll sometimes meet with directors or sure. writers. Right. Um, and everyone networks like this and just gets to know each other. So this kid, uh, we had a meeting a couple months ago, and he came up to me, and he was like, by the way, dude, great guy, this guy, first yeah. of all. Yeah, Alex Schaefer. And great actor, I thought. Oh, when, great in that movie. For a guy, really. You know, we should have him on this podcast. We should, because, you know, I remember watching that movie, and I'm like, who is this kid? Because he wrestled. He's a good wrestler. Yeah. And he's a good actor, but he feels very natural. Yeah. You know what I mean? Dude, his story, like, you know. Don't, we, don't give a story away. We're going to have him on the podcast. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> but I will, But so he said, uh, dude, did you do stand-up comedy? Do you remember, like, uh, did you stand-up comedy in front of, like, a teen tour ever? I was like, I did, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, okay, I knew it was you. I knew it was you. I was with my friend the whole time. We, uh, we, we were like, I think that's a dude from Super Trip. And he was in the crowd? He was in the crowd. As a high schooler? As a high schooler. That's hysterical. And I was like, dude, you were at that fucking show for real? He's like, yeah. And, like, that made it all worth it. Yeah. And, uh, like, to it was meet like, someone. Yeah. Uh, uh, did you guys talk about the fact that the crowd was squeamish about your material? You know what? We should save this for that okay. podcast. Okay, you're right. 
You are okay, right. folks. We're gonna you get Alex Schaefer right. up here. You are right. Okay. Okay. So anyway, uh, that's my Melrose Improv. Story. Okay. So but come to the Melrose Improv. Improv and see us do some comedy over there. Yeah. I and mean, that's the that's really where we're going here. Yeah. All right, but this week, what we did, we're we're like a day late here or two days late. Yeah, two. Uh, Extenuating circumstances. Yeah, but we asked people to submit questions. Because I like I looked at it like we haven't done questions from the audience and or the two crew in like two years. Yeah. So we said let's do it. Let's get some questions. It's a travesty. Yeah. And then um, we'll just fire through these questions. We should pick a day of the year, like either like it's the end of the year episode or the first of the year episode where we do the questions episode. Two crew question episode. Yeah. But you should we should do it more than once a year though, don't you think? Let's do it twice a year. Let's do it once a month. <laughs> Let's do it every every time, fucking yeah. week. We'll change the name of the show to Questions. Yeah, chew in your questions. Yeah, chew on this. It'll. Be. Uh, but I got like a shitload of questions. Let's get here. into them. Should we fire through them or what? Yeah, yeah. Let's get into it. Um, all right. You want to just go at random, or how are we going to do? It's chronological uh, order. I was going to go. You know how I like order from the first one to the most recent. Oh, chronological order. Yeah, I flipped. I flipped my pages backwards. You flipped the script. I've never heard anybody actually say it like literally. Okay, but I did flip. The you script. flipped the script literally. Fuck. I'm looking at you crazy-eyed <laughs> right now, Heffernan. Why? Because I use that term to represent literally. reality, literally. But there's no other script you can flip either, except for like a three-sheet podcast script. I guess so. Because like, uh, and by script people, I mean the questions. We don't ever. Sure. We're off the dome. Sure. But uh, like the movie script. Can't flip that, man. You can't flip then you that. find out what happens in the end. Yeah, TV script. You can't flip that. Can't flip that shit. Then you find out what happens in the end. It's a different kind of flip. Shit, bro. All right, all right. Uh, why don't we just alternate? Yeah, let's hit it. Who do you got? Um, okay. I'm just gonna go right off the simple one. Buchanan, okay. XC5, okay. Writes favorite beer pong beer. I'm gonna say Budweiser. I think it's a good way to go. Like I was thinking, like I like uh, usually when I play beer sports, which is often. Which is pretty much all. The time. I I actually prefer a light beer, mm-hmm. just because you know it, those are volume games, man. Oh yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, dog. It's not like you can drink like a Guinness while you're doing it, you know. Yeah. So the more or one of your famous IPA bitter as fuck beers, right? I mean, the more space you can save for yourself, the better it's going to be. Right? Yeah. Unless Before you, you just, have to go unload. Unless you just drain them like <laughs> I do, you know, just putting the ball in the fucking thing. and you know, Oh, well. And yeah. draining the beers. But, you know, it's and the fun the of it is drinking. <laughs> like, it would be a la- you'd be a lame beer sporto guy if, you know, you're so good you never drank. Then, you know, well, that's not fun. Well, see, what I do is I also drink while I'm playing. Right, right. That's my favorite thing to do. And by the way, that's a that's a first class <laughs> ticket to blackouts. <laughs> it really is. Speaking of that, yeah, uh, we got the uh, the Chicago Beer Fest coming up. Oh, Jesus, it's uh, what the twenty seventh of February in Chicago, and you know all the backers uh, who bought their tickets, you know, for supporting Super Troopers on uh, Indiegogo, we're gonna go meet up with them, and I think they're gonna be offering up some more tickets to that thing. Well, it's kind of tag team to win our show. Like our show is the twenty fifth, and then the twenty seventh, we're going to do the beer fest. Let me tell you, people, something. Yeah. If there was ever a thing to spend your money on, I would say it's a ticket to one of these beer fest events. Because, frankly, like when we did the beer fest tour, when we'd show the screening of the movie and then have a beer fest event just like this one, right? 
afterwards. It was a pretty raucous, rowdy, yeah, insane affair. I mean, like there's uh, gonna be like a thousand people at this thing. Do you know this that? One is, yeah, this one's gonna be about. You know, there's literally there are fifty teams. There are fifty beer pong teams. Yeah, there's a thousand people. So that's a, that's a, that's a hundred people, and then, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then there's going to be other people who are spectators. Yeah. It's going to be pretty rowdy. Yeah, it's going to be. You great. got your you got your beer sport uh, thing going or what? You ready? You need to warm up. I was thinking about doing like a warm up game. Yeah. Just because, like, on the beer fest tour, it was the warm up night in. I think it was San Francisco. That was the only beer pong match I ever lost with Stolhansky. Yeah. We lost that first night, and then we never lost again, including some amazing victories. <laughs> some amazing But I'm just victories. saying that that was a time where you were in the prime of your game there. You know, like... I couldn't be beaten. I know. But that, cause that's because we were playing a lot of beer pong at the time. Yeah. It's been a little while. It has been. And I remember the last time I tried to play, like, I walked into it with some fucking swag of docio. Yeah. And we, got buried? Uh, you know what it was? Was it like, I think it was at our rap party for the, the pilot last oh, year. Oh, yeah. And I was god awful. Oh, okay. I was great. So. I don't think you were. I was. I don't think you I, were. I, but I, you know what, though? I controlled the table for like an hour. That was all your partner. The de- love, oh, the Jessica. lovely. She did a great job. Mraz. Okay. Anyway. All right. Uh, I want to do these funny questions, but let, wait, let me just fire through a real quick one. There are two quick ones here, which were, which were more informational. Adam Nichols, some Penguins fan, asked when we're coming back to Pittsburgh. We're gonna we're booking up the year now, so we're gonna come back to Pittsburgh. That's on the list, right? Yeah. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, uh, we're gonna we're gonna release a lot of dates, uh, probably in the next month. So stay tuned, uh, 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 and we'll let you know. And the similar question from Damian Collins, Damian M P Collins. At Damien M. P. Collins, uh, can you please have a premiere for Super Troopers Two in New Zealand? Pretty please, beautiful place. That was my New Zealand there. accent. That's great. It was a beautiful place. We go to Auckland. We gonna go to Auckland? Yeah, maybe we'll just take a paddle jumper over to Australia. Now, I can't. Can you distinguish? Uh, can you do a New Zealand versus an of Australian? Course, of course. You I can, Kevin. Do it then. I'm not a fucking accordion monkey. Okay. Okay. You mean I just can't I don't grind that a goddamn you do it. organ? Okay. Go. What do you have? Uh, Payam at Nerduoso. I like that name. At Nerduoso. Is it hard to make a comedy sequel and not overuse popular jokes from the previous film? Mm. Um, oh, you're talking to the right guy. You are talking to the right guy. Nerduoso. I love. <laughs> I loved callback jokes. Holy shit. If it was up to Heffernan, we would just use the same script and reshoot the movie. I am the callback joke guy. Oh, my God. He loves it. There are some people who are against it. And one of them is right over here. But I love it. Well, here's the thing what we have come to a very happy agreement on. Yeah. Is that you need a... A happy medium. A a happy medium. You know, of course you need new jokes. Nobody wants to see, with all due respect... um, uh, 48 hours, another 48 hours where it's literally the same thing. He goes to a country bar. He goes to a thing. You know, it's like, right. oh, you're, doing, you're just going to do the same. Is that true, though? Does he do that? Yeah. Yeah. Another 48 hours is a shame of a movie. Okay. They just okay. do the same bits. Okay. With a twist on them, you know. Um, but on the other hand, there are, you know, things that people do like. And if you can figure out a way to give them a little something from the first, from the thing that they love so much. Like in, yeah. In, 
you know, it's like like the pullovers and super troopers. You know, that's right. something we're like, okay, we talked about that back and forth. Right, and we are we are calling back some things in super troopers too. Yeah, but it's like that's not a callback. What you're doing, we're calling back a a type of activity. Yeah, but it's still writing all new versions of it. Right, so, some of them build on the previous movie. Oh, though. I wasn't prepared to give that much away. I mean, I don't think I'm really giving anything away, but I mean, just know that. You're awfully hoarse tonight. <laughs> You've had a couple of frogs in your throat. I had two auditions today, and um, each one I, I, I started with a frog. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh. And then I was like, you know, I should just use it. Like at one of my auditions, uh, Brian Doyle Murray was there. Oh, this is the good stuff, people. Here okay. we go. Hunker in. No, but he's, he's like a frog guy. Like he's, like his voice is here. Always, you know? always was. And like when you're, when we're everyone's sitting on the waiting room, you can hear him auditioning in the room. He's like, da ba da ba da ba da. You know, and you're oh, like, God. yes, I don't mind the frogs in his throat. I love that guy's voice. Love it. It's gravelly. Yeah. Um, okay. Anyway, yes, we will come to New Zealand. I'll come to New Zealand anytime. Fuck it. Sure. I'll be happy to come to New Zealand. Yeah, me too. Thank you. <laughs> All right, go. Next question. We got a lot of them. We got to get through these things. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, it seems like we're taking about twenty minutes per. Okay. Pooley at Pooley Craig. Okay. Writes, what was each individual lizard's most embarrassing thing to ever happen on set of one of your movies? Hmm. Which also is similar to a question by Ali J. Thomas, who wrote, what's your favorite mishap that happened on set? A screw-up, but you didn't get mad because it was so funny. Okay. I thought these were both sort of in the same wheelhouse. Sure, Ali J. Thomas and Pooley Craig. Okay. I thought of a couple for myself. Okay. That I have. I thought of a couple of uh, J's, Shandra Sackars. Okay. That I thought were funny. Um, one... I would say probably my most embarrassing and but favorite moments was uh, in Puddle Cruiser. Yeah. When, you know, like I had to do a number of love scenes. Yeah, absolutely. And so, absolutely. Kev. I know. Absolutely. I'm supporting you. And so, uh, and I found the lead actors very attractive. Sure. Kay Ren Butler. She's a lovely, lovely woman. Yeah. And so, um, the, the first scene we did, the way that the, Day was scheduled. We were going to do love one love scene in the morning and then a second love scene at night. Right. Both of them bed scenes. Right. So I was going to be in bed with this girl all day and all night. Okay. And um, hello, hello, exactly. But tough so, life that movie making. You know what? It's not as easy as it seems. You, the lights are hot. And you get sweaty, and sometimes your latte is not hot enough. Yeah, and, and and then you know you have to put baby powder on your body so you don't stick together. Anyway. <sighs> Um, what happened to me was that I was so I was aroused, sure, so aroused all day long, like an erector set. Oh my god! Yes, I was not dejected. <laughs> right. I was erected. Right. Okay. Um, but like, I was wearing these green boxer shorts and like just had a boner all morning. Sure. And then like, you know, it's like you every like hour or something like that. Like you guys want to step outside because it's very hot in there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, like in, on the first one, I stepped out of bed, and it was like, because we've been in there doing like, put, like love scenes and making out, with sure, each other and like sure. grinding and shit. And there's like fucking twenty love drops. Oh god, this is all like f- soaked through the the boxers, yeah. like little wet polka dots. <laughs> and did anyone say anything? Oh yeah, everyone like yeah. saw it. And, and, well, the, the funny, or was it everyone saw it and didn't mention it? No, no, because well, the first time, what, the way it was was that it, like I had to wait a while before I got out of bed. Yeah, because it was like, look, we were like twenty five years old. Like, it was a bone. Sure, it was a bone. Sure, it's priapism going on. There. Yeah, I was like, I'm a human priapism. 
And I was like, I need a shot of adrenaline to get that thing going. <laughs> right. No, and if somebody touched it, I would just, you know, ejaculate. Yeah, yeah explode. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, but anyway, it's like I had to wait for it to go down. I sat in bed. Like, Karen was gone. Right. A lot of the crew, now it's just like grips, like coming in and out. Like, uh, sure. Know, uh, Older dudes with mustaches. Yeah, and like people talking about shit, like looking at, you know, like the DP is looking at the bed. I'm still like sitting in the frame. So, like, there are people who are looking at me, and I, I feel like I've been punched in the gut or something, you know? Sure. Like, I'm like, <sighs> So anyway, I get out of bed and there's all these like polka dots and like guys are like, nice, nice. Like your brother probably was like, oh, nice. Yeah, right. I covered up pretty quickly. Shit. So that was one. Okay. Um, uh, I was thinking about how there were a couple of a couple of embarrassing poop moments on. Go on. On a couple of sets. Go on. Like, um, uh, like you know, oftentimes they'll shoot in a location and they'll uh, the bathrooms will be on the set. But they'll make them inoperable because they're they're not the real bath. They're not you're not supposed to use them. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And uh there are two incidents. One was on Super Troopers where uh there was a crapper in the police station. Yeah. And uh I remember I think it was Pat, like somebody my brother yeah. went to walk into it and he opened the door and Coxie was sitting there on the crapper. No, Stolhansky. Oh, was it Stolhansky? Stolhansky, yeah. Okay. Coxie was uh yeah. sitting on the crapper. A crapper he wasn't supposed to use. It was a. <laughs> was it? Uh, was it like that one from? Are you going to tell the beer fest yeah. story? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, was the crapper operational? I don't. I can't remember. I don't think it was because people uh, like so. For instance, what Kevin is talking about a set uh, an operational versus non operational toilet is that uh, the the grips will go in and turn the toilets off. Yeah. Um, for sound purposes. Sure, yep. And so, uh, and also there are cases where there's actually like a prop toilet. Yeah, and there are prop toilets and there's, all, yeah, yeah. Or also like it's part of a set, so yeah. you, you're not supposed to be operational. Yeah. Like on our TV pilot, we had a fake toilet in there and a fake, yeah, like bathroom. Yeah. And so, I mean, it was part, we were shooting in a hotel, so it was the real bathroom. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, the same thing with like the Slam and Salmon, we built that bathroom. Yeah. It's not a real toilet. Yeah. Right? But it's like you film in like a person's real house or something. Yeah. And they'll shut off the toilets because right. they're making noise. So that's what the Beer Fest story was that yeah. we were shooting uh, the Beer Fest story. And it's that house where it's the, fu- you know, where we're doing the post funeral, right? And, um, uh, you know, when we're sitting around and Jay tells the ping pong paddle up the ass story, we're shooting yeah. that scene. And it was the appearance of Gil, who's Landfill 2. Yeah. Um, so we're in that house and, and, uh, in that hallway, there was a bathroom that was uh, being used as a staging area for wardrobe and makeup and all that stuff. So they shut it all down. They they, they took a, they took the top of the toilet off, like the tank. They just took it off. And so, um, but what happened was when I was Gil, I would walk in through like that hallway. So I'd start in the bathroom. Right. And the makeup people would be in there, and whoever it is would be in there doing me up. And doing then, you up. Right. And then we all walk out of the bathroom, and then I would walk into the set. Yeah. And on action, you know. And so that happened. Ash got called, and between one of the takes, we went back to get into the bathroom, and the door was closed. Yeah. And uh, we're like, what the fuck? How could this door be closed? There's all this makeup, and everything's inside the bathroom. Who's, it? Who's in the bathroom? And nobody answered. And we knock on the door, we knock on the door, and um, finally we uh, we get in there, and it smells like someone took a shit in there. Yeah. <laughs> but there was nobody there. And eventually what happened was, 
I, I can't reveal who it was. I mean, sure. it was member. one of the crew member. Yeah. Crew members. It was a woman, and uh, <laughs> she was hiding behind the door. Yeah. Like, she had opened the door and hid behind it because she realized that she maybe wasn't supposed to be in there taking yeah. a poop. Yeah. And she did. And there's a little poop stink in our thing, and there's a poop in a, in a non-operational toilet. Yeah. Uh, which became very embarrassing for her. Yeah. Because there might be water. There also might not be, but there might be water, but it's not going anywhere. It's not flushing. Right. It's off. And um, and then, so she's hiding behind the door. Yeah. And then how did she reveal herself? She did, She scooted like she just like darted like around the door and out yeah. as fast as she could go, you know? And uh, we had a good laugh about it. And then her nickname on set became Poopy Pants. <laughs> you <laughs> fucking dick It wasn't me It was more the kind of wardrobe sure uh, Makeup hair Bullies uh, <laughs> You bullies Folk you bullies. But uh, yeah I mean, That was uh, embarrassing for someone other than me I, I mean I have an embarrassing one for me But um, Tell it, it I, just, uh, I just wrote down like eight funny things Yeah I mean I, But we have to go fast then Well my embarrassing It wasn't I guess it wasn't that embarrassing it, it was embarrassing Because you know I, I do like to perform but there are those times you're where great. you... And you're great at where, it. Thank you very much. Uh, but it was that time, it was the kissing Brittany Daniel on the boat. Yeah. It was Club Dread. Yeah. And it's the end scene where I kiss Brittany. Mm. And uh, and uh, there was a build-up to it, and I was on that boat. And what you can't see is, although the island is supposed to be deserted and everyone's dead at that point in time, there were, you know, 50 people standing on that dock yeah. lined up watching that kiss... And I was uncomfortable about it because she's so, you know, hot. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and I was uncomfortable about it. And she, like, is also, like, a, a the ultimate professional in that there's no, like, she's in the moment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, and so it all been building that. And we end up having to do our kiss. And I was so, like, stiff and I know. ridiculous looking. I was one of those people. I was, yeah. I was and everyone person, was looking. I was person and, number one. Yeah, I know. I was, you know, people were like, it was what kind of aren't embarrassing. You, aren't you going back to... Uh, Base camp? No, I'm getting f- front and center uh, <laughs> seats for the fucking Heffern and Brittany Daniel kiss. Yeah. People are like, oh, wait, that's a great idea. Yeah, you're Let's right. Let's go. Let's just have some food brought yeah. out here. Get some food and some beers. Yeah, and just go sit there. Get some lawn chairs. <laughs> you done for the day? Yeah, I'm done for the yeah. day. Okay, let's go heckle them. Yeah. That's what it was like. Holy shit, and heckle you, we did. Oh, I know. It was so embarrassing. They are like, people were yelling, it's okay to touch her. Yeah. Put your arms around yeah. her. Not just people, Kev. Yeah, no, everybody was People. like that. Yeah, yeah. No. I was like, "Touch her, Kevin. Touch her. <laughs> it's okay to touch her. Touch her. I'm afraid. It's the big passionate kiss at the end of the movie. <laughs> you might want to touch her. <laughs> oh, and then like your pelvis was so far away from her. It's like, Kevin, move your move your pelvis forward. <laughs> Don't be afraid to actually make contact with her. Yeah. Holy shit. It was embarrassing. What do you got? <laughs> I was thinking about it. That was so great. I mean, I'll I'll rattle for you through a couple real quick. Um, speaking of uh, beer fest, uh, Mike Yurchek getting hit with the beer stein. Oh yeah, blood. Uh, and like now, just we had him on the uh, podcast. Right. If you want to hear the full story? Go to his podcast. Right. He's Brit number two. Yeah, he's British guy number two. Yeah. On the British drinking team, and yeah. uh, he went through hell to get to Albuquerque and to and to get that part. Yeah. And. Uh, on like the first take, he got smacked with a gigantic, like thirty-two ounce thick glass uh, beer stein, and like knocked him out. And he had to get stitches. And they were like trying to, it was like trying to put a cat in the bathtub. Like literally, 
They were trying to get him out the door into an ambulance, not literally, but figuratively, and he was fucking holding on for dear life. Because he, he wanted leave. to be in the movie. He was so afraid badly. he was going to get cut out. Yeah. Uh, and luckily, he got to shoot his scenes. That sure. was a little... That was a mishap that you didn't get mad because it was so funny. Yeah. That's what um, Thomas wanted to say. Also, uh, uh, Will Forte chugging all that... Uh, Iced tea on his first take, like a 32 ounce. Yeah. Like really opening his Boot, throat and pounding yeah. it. Yeah. Whatever and then doing drink. another one and then going outside and vomiting and also farting like a <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> he didn't time it well. He just didn't time it well. But like just like exploding from both ends. Not he forgot that you do multiple takes in movies. Yeah, exactly. Um, I had another mishap what? that was uh, funny in retrospect. It was. Uh, uh, diabetic Captain O'Hagan. <laughs> no, I forgot <laughs> right. about that. That was a mishap. Where a uh, uh, we've told the story before, but uh, but there's the scene in being Super Troopers where uh, O'Hagan takes, his, give me that soap, and he takes the soap out of the cup that I'm trying to give to Rabbit, and he takes a bite of the soap and spits it at you. Yeah. And uh, so obviously, when you're in the movie magic of it, you're not going to have a real piece of soap. What they do is they take white chocolate and they carve. Soap out of the white chocolate, so it looks like soap. And then when you bite into it, it's not a big deal. Yeah. So he uh, uh, took the white chocolate and he bites into it, and this look of fear and anger comes over his face. And he's like, "This is chocolate." And we're like, "Yeah, of course it's chocolate." And he's like, "I'm diabetic," and we didn't know that. It turns out he's diabetic. Yeah. And he was like, "I could have died." You know, it was like one of these moments of like, "Oops." Yeah. That's a fuck up. Yeah. But I always was a no. Exactly, exactly. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. So what they did, they had to go, like, somebody had to go to New York City and get uh, sugar-free chocolate, mm-hmm. sugar-free white chocolate. Yeah. And then re-sculpt that soap out of that sugar-free that? white chocolate. That? Right. Uh, so. By the way, folks, Chew Crew, um, the way Kevin told that story is um, is the absolute worst way to tell a story. What do you mean? Well, you said the punchline first. You were like, the, uh, the diabetic uh, Brian Coxie soap story? <laughs> right, and then right. you told us. Well, we've told the story before. So. I know we have. I know we have. You know what? The other part of that thing was how yeah. on one of the takes, he spat the, uh, the, the white chocolate into my mouth. Right, right. And it was like the camera was on us. There mm-hmm. was a reason why I didn't want to spit it out. What's wrong with that, though? Uh, spit that chocolate in your mouth. It's like. If it I spit the chocolate so... in my mouth, would you be okay with it or? I would not be okay with that. I would not be okay with that. And at this point in my career, I'd fucking spit it out. Like back then, I was still like wet right. behind the ears, you know. Sure. And I was with Brian Cox. You with you? You much, I'd, I'd I'd like vomit. Sure. Like meaning you were uh, uh, you thought you couldn't break the scene, so you just went with it. I was not comfortable enough to just break the scene. Right. I was not as loose then. Like today, you'd be like, "What the fuck, Cox?" Yeah. Yeah. You spit in my fucking mouth. Holy shit! It tastes like British. Call my fucking agent on this. Tastes like halitosis. No, no, no. Just kidding, British people. I love you. I fucking love you. Um, Another Super Troopers moment, uh, mishap, favorite one, an all time classic is your dick winding up on screen. Okay, yeah. That's Uh, a mishap. Because the camera accidentally dipped a little bit low. Yeah. That's a mishap. That also was an embarrassing moment in the sense that um, uh, I don't know why, but at that, for some reason, we were. Like, I think it was because the first time we ever did nudity or male nudity in one of our movies. Like, we didn't use, like, pasties or anything like that. You know what I mean? We didn't use a sock. I was just naked. Yeah, I don't think I got a a strip or a sock of anything. Maybe to, like... I mean, I didn't have one in Puddle Cruiser. I didn't have one in Super Troopers. Club Dread? 
Maybe. Slam and Sam, Jay had one. Slam and Sam. Yeah. But it was like, you know, that's what you do. But we were like, ah, no, we're just fucking naked. So I was naked. And that was embarrassing because, like, I just remember, you don't think it through. Uh, you don't think it through what it's going to be. But, like, you're naked and you're covered in powdered sugar. Someone has to apply all that sugar to you. Yeah. And so I remember being there that day and be totally naked. And just the makeup girl, makeup woman, was just person. applying. Person, Kevin. No, she was a woman. Sherry corn shaver. What a woman she was. And she, uh, and she had to apply all that sugar to me. And it was weird. And then like there was that moment where I was kind of uncomfortable. I was kind of embarrassed. I'm shooting the scene. And uh, like the crew members are kind of supposed to avert their, uh, you know, they're supposed to not, not look directly at you in a nude scene like that. You know what I mean? Just yeah. etiquette-wise. I remember, and I remember just acting like between takes, I looked over and I caught, Sher- like Sherry was just staring at me. And then we made eye contact, and then she got embarrassed, and then she like looked away, you know. Yeah, that's and, funny. Uh, I mean, you couldn't. I mean, for her, you could not. It was a fucking spectacle. It's this fucking big dude naked with fucking powdered sugar all over him. Well, being hosed down, and she's also like. But uh, it was an embarrassing moment. I mean, look, honestly, she was she was touching you too while you were in, in that state. She that's was right. The powder on you. That's right. All over you. Suppression quit. <laughs> she did ask. That's for it. Ways. I'm fucking out of here. No, well, well, that uh, it's funny because that goes to one of mine, which we've told before. Yeah, which Corn Shaver was a part of. Right, uh, was my bulletproof jockstrap scene. Yep, um, which uh, was shot on the shooting range of the Fishkill Maximum Security Prison. Yeah, yeah, a correctional facility. Yeah, or so the prison was just about a hundred yards away. Yep, maybe less. It was just across the street. This is in, in Super Troopers, yeah. Yeah, in Super Troopers, in the, uh, the, the bulletproof jockstrap scene, and those guys, like they were the worst of the worst. Yeah, criminals in New York State were, uh, and, and more were. Uh, uh, their wing was facing us, and they were shouting some awful shit at me. Um, and I, you know, I had like a. a there's like a red bathrobe or something. Might have been the kimono that you yeah, talked about. Kimono. Like yeah. They just had one that was so low budget. We just had a couple. Yeah. Plus a, a parasol. Mm-hmm. To to because I was naked, so they like uh, put the parasol over to me to block cover the sun. you from the sun. Yeah, they didn't want me to burn. <laughs> and uh, then I, you know, I ditch the uh, fucking the whole thing, step out there, and of course, I'd look over, I'd see Sherry Corn Shaver. With her though, she'd always like kind of like you know. Like nod at me or something like yeah. that, and like make a face. Yeah, she was just a fucking perv, perving yeah. out. Nice dick. Yeah, what she'd say to you after. She started calling me small balls. <laughs> small she balls. Up, like, hey, small balls. <laughs> I'm like, oh, fuck off. And uh, well, that's the other thing too. That that's funny. Is that like um, small balls? What what people don't realize is that f- for us, those scenes, you shoot two scenes a day on yeah. a l- low budget movie. Yep. We're out there naked for six hours <laughs> sure. in front of all these people. We're the only ones naked. It's not like we're at a fucking nudist colony. Right. We're the only ones naked, and everyone, you know, people are touching you. And sure. Fucking, people's families are there. Shander Sekar's yeah, family was there for years. For my thing, yeah. It's like ridiculous. children saw your dick. You yeah. had to get naked in front of children. I know. It's weird. What the hell's going on here? Um, all right. We gotta fire, we, is that good? we got to fire through some. I mean, we're already 40 minutes in here, and we've only done like four questions. We'll do it. I also loved when uh, Jay got the hives during. Uh, right. Puddle Cruiser. No, Super Troopers. Super Troopers. The reshoots. Yeah. Well, he always got an ailment. We talked to him about that. He always gets an ailment. Yeah. Puddle Cruiser, he got a busted knee. Yeah. Some sort of psychosomatic stress thing will rear its head. Yeah. And, and Super Troopers was hives. 
Yeah, which makes it hard because you have to put some fucking makeup. On yeah, that it shit. also made his his voice nasally. It's in the it's in the scene, the German swinger scene when they're you know who wants a mustache ride, like right outside. He's so nasal from his hives, yeah, yeah. and medication stuff that like uh, <laughs> he's telling what he, he's like. I don't want to be staged up a brattle, but like, and she's like, why? He's got his friends here, and he's like. That creepy kid with the lisp. Like, he's so nasal in that <laughs> That scene. creepy kid with the lisp. And that's, like, whatever. We had a lot of fun with that. Also, his horse allergies are a good one. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. All go. right. Grant at H2. Whoa. He says, uh, what's your favorite Broken Lizard movie? That's like asking us to I can't do pick that. our favorite child. Yeah, you can't really do I'm that. Moving I, there's something uh, about each one that I love. Although, he's obviously a Brit, right? Because he's got the favorite. Favorite. Mm-hmm. But it's a good question, but it's just that, you know, it's hard. You can't. Well, we've answered it. Each one of them has something that I love about it. Yeah. Um, all right. Mike Jones at Mike W. Jones. Oh, you're just going to start? Uh, you're going to Yeah. Where was Slam and Salmon <laughs> filmed? Okay, okay. Where was the Slam and Salmon filmed, and how many days did you guys take to film it? We shot it uh, in a soundstage in Van Nuys, California, just north of uh, L.A., and uh, it took about 26 day- shooting days. We did 26 shooting days. Uh, which was, you know, it's not a lot of shooting days, but it was uh, helpful because we were all, we were, the whole thing is in this one facility. Built the whole restaurant set. Yep. Uh, you know. And then the other kind of peripheral rooms, the the champ's office, and the bathrooms, and that kind of stuff. The outside of the restaurant with the horse running by? Yep. That was all filmed that indoors. That was filmed indoors. Yeah. Movie magic. Yep. And so, um, yeah, it's, uh, it was fun because it was our, or it was interesting because it was our first movie that we shot locally. Yeah. And it made it very easy to get people to come do cameos. Uh, uh, in addition to, at the time, was the writer's strike in Hollywood, so everyone was shut down. So it was easy to be like, hey, like when we're shooting a movie in New Mexico or we shot Super Troopers or Club Dread in Mexico, like you had to fly people in. If you wanted someone to do one day or one line, it's hard. You had to fly them in. It's very expensive. But in yeah. L.A., you just have them, come on up, do a yeah. scene. Yeah, it's fun. Which was great. And interestingly enough, it, after us was going to... they. Tore our set down immediately. In that and, same soundstage. And started building the set for, uh, what is it, uh, Ass Pirates of the Caribbean? Or? Yeah, like Pirates of the Caribbean porn movie. Yeah. Is it Ass Pirates of the Caribbean? Uh, Maybe. Maybe Ass Pirates of the Caribbean. What is it? <laughs> is it Pirates? <laughs> I don't know. Ass Pirates it's, of the Caribbean. But it's, it's famous. It's yeah, like, it's a famous uh, the highest porn. Highest budget for a porn movie yeah. and highest grossing porn movie of all time. It made way more than The Slam and Salmon. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my god! Cost more than the Slam and Salmon, which could be a porn salmon. name too. We really get down to it. Um, but uh, hey, if you ever see the Slam and Salmon, go watch it. It's good. Yeah, it's a good great. Movie. You know, uh, it's a very slow burn, but it's happening. Like a lot of people at shows come up, they watch it. People who watch it, yeah, a lot of them have come up to me and said that they think it's their favorite Broken yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I and I get why they do. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's a nice tight tight movie. Okay, okay. you go. Uh, okay. I'm skipping a little bit. Uh, Henry Ellis at Henweb says, Farva shares his name with a famous bean. Which other beans would make good movie characters and why? And one thing I, sh- I thought of right off the bat is that my character's name in Puddle Cruiser is Felix Bean. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, there's a bean. Farva is not the bean. It's Fava. Yeah. That's the bean, really. Just yeah. to be clear. Yeah, okay, so in that case... But Felix Bean, yeah, your name is Felix like, Bean. Close enough. Like a lima bean is a lemmy bean, right? Lima, right. Jelly bean. Okay. That would make a good character in a movie. Um, What's up, jelly bean? Yeah. Green bean? What's One of my bean? characters could be jelly bean. Green bean, jelly bean, pinto bean, black bean. Any more beans? 
There's a lot of beans. Butter bean? Baked bean? <laughs> Refried bean? All right. Uh, tricky germ. Yeah. At germ dust three moons. Three who, who is or was the biggest stoner in Broken Lizard? That's easy to answer that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the case? Oh, interesting. It's interesting. easy to... Easy. Inter- okay, who is it, Kev? Come up with that right now. Who's the biggest stoner? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I guess you. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is. Isn't it because your manager manages Cheech and Chong or whatever? Or did at some point? Cheech, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, for sure. I've got... Uh, I smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> I'm smoking more than I've ever smoked in my life. That's not true. That's actually not true. Like it's for in your my glau- mid glaucoma, it's for your glaucoma. Yeah, yeah. No, in my twenties, I was stoned every night, like at home, even you know, like when I was just on my own, fucking watch Rangers games and get like right. get stoned, watch Rangers games and drink beer. Yeah, it's the best. Oh fuck yeah, dude! I mean, seriously, is there isn't there is there nothing better than that period of time in your life, like right out of school before you really have like major responsibilities? Sure, sure. Okay, GM at Grant Marshall One writes favorite Kanye West song. Well, couldn't name one. Can't think of a single. I title. don't get Kanye West thing. I don't get it. Like he seems like such a fucking douchebag to me. Like, is his music that great that he's still on the radar screen? Is it? Uh, I don't know. Cause you know I, I don't know. I can't name a song. You. Uh, what I do know is that there are Kanye West songs you would hear, like uh, that you would recognize for sure. Like okay. Some of the hits that you hear. Okay. Probably that your kids listen to. Sure. You just don't know the names of them. But I, I think the guy's like top five assholes in the world. Probably the biggest. Yeah. Probably the biggest. And I I, I guess people just go past that because they like the music so much or whatever. Because like, I mean, every week he does something like fucking more stupid than the previous week. And you're like, really? Yeah. This well, guy's a like, moron. I saw him on like, it was like, it was after the whole Taylor Swift thing, but like a while after. He was on like Conan or like... You know, somebody was like, you know, you come across as sort of arrogant or something, you know, you call, each, you call yourself a genius all the time. And he's like, well, I am a genius. Yeah. And, and, and he's like, you know, everybody else has like their false modesty when there's somebody who's gifted. And, you know, the truth is like, what am I going to say here? Like, oh, I don't know it. I'm a genius. And like people applauded him. But that seems to me what he's famous for. No. But I was like, that doesn't entitle you to be a fucking asshole. Sure. It and doesn't. also when you say you're a genius and you are not modest, you are being an asshole. Like, yeah. Like, false modesty is one thing, but just modesty is, and dignity is something, too. Yeah. And, like, when you start being a fucking cock, yeah. like, storming the stage because a fucking teenage girl won an award and you disagree with it, like, yeah. go fuck yourself. Somebody should have punched him in the fucking Security face. Security should have come up and fucking roughed him up. Yeah. Pulled that motherfucker out of there, but it's like... I don't get it, man. That guy's a dick. You douchebag. Um, That's what I think about Kanye. That's my favorite Kanye. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. All right, Kelly Adams. Is this Kelly Adams? Adams' wife. B. Adams' wife. B. Adams' wife says, uh, "What do you think of Puppy Monkey Baby from the Super Bowl?" But I'll tell you this right now. Yeah, Puppy Monkey Baby is dominating my household right now. Right. <laughs> my kids won't stop saying Puppy Monkey Baby. Holy shit! They fucking loved Puppy Monkey. They. We were watching a TV show last night, and it came that the ad aired again, you know. Yeah, and we had to watch it like three times. Yeah, like rewind and watch it. And like <clears throat> when it land, when it came out, I thought it was really fucking funny. And then I saw like people criticizing, like, "What is this ad?" And I was like, "I thought it was one of the funnier ads right, <laughs> for some right. reason of the Super Bowl." And but I get it; it's fucking weird. But it is dominating my household right now. Well, you know what? Weird is good. It's good. 
original, Puppy Monkey Baby is fucking hysterical. Original ideas are great. And it's a it's a, it's something that everyone's or I don't know everyone all my kids I mean they're saying it nonstop like everything you say to them they're like puppy monkey baby like we went out to dinner tonight and they said it about fifteen times and then <laughs> after we finished eating uh, my son came around the table and did the puppy monkey baby lick of the face I don't know, do you re- do you remember that from the ad yeah where the the dog goes puppy <laughs> monkey <laughs> baby. <laughs> My son did it to me and then did it to my wife. Oh, man. So shit's getting, shit getting real over here. So I'll tell you this. I love Puppy Monkey Baby. Puppy Monkey Baby. You know what, Kev? It's yeah. not just for kids anymore. I guess not. Because live, yeah. we were re- rewinding that thing at my house. Uh, the Super Bowl? When you guys saw it at the Super Bowl? Yeah. Okay. It was like that thing came on and people just started fucking laughing. Right. And we are like, we got to watch it again. Boom. Yeah. Rewound it. Yeah. Rewound it again. Yeah. I mean, you know, look. It doesn't happen very often. That. Uh, rewind I'll, a commercial. I'll give and watch you it. a rewind. Yeah. Maybe for like a Carl's Jr. Charlotte yeah. McKinney. Or, uh, well, okay. I'll just say, chicken parm, you taste so good. Uh, well, I, that I, might be a that triple. That got a couple of rewinds. That might be a triple. Too, at the time, when it first came out. That might be a triple. You know what else got a, uh, like at least a triple for me? Yeah. Um, a few years ago was five. Five dollar, five dollar foot long. Sure, the original one. Yeah, I, I found that more kind of like annoying, burrowing into your head than like fun it. or I clever. Yeah. Then they beat it into the ground. Sure. So now we've got something. We can go through this real quick. I think, Queen. Okay. We have a we have a bunch from a guy <laughs> named Dave Bunch. This is Dave Bunch's bunch of questions. Yeah, and his handle is. At bunch d bunch seventy seven, bunch to bunch. Okay, let, bunch to bunch. Do you want me to read them all, or I should we alternate? No, we go one. Well, oh, it doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, okay. First one. Where did the name Broken Lizard originate? Fuck off. Listen to one of the earlier <laughs> podcast episodes. That's you're already being mean to Dave Bunch. No, no. I'm I'm gonna go hit every level. Okay. Okay. But what? So you're not gonna tell that story? No, Kevin. Well, what Dave Bunch really wants it. to know? He can listen. He's to He's obviously uh, a good and loyal member of the True Crew. I, I got seven more questions of his that I'm going to answer. All right. Jay Chandrasekhar, um, unilaterally created that name. What other questions? Okay, go. Oh, wait, I thought we were going to play the whole thing out. Okay, go. Okay. okay, next one. Will you ever give unsalted butter a chance? And the answer is no. Okay, we've but, had this conversation, too. It was on my list of dislikes. Yeah. Unsalty butter. Uh, I our, our household is an unsalted butter household. Yeah, I, f- I feel for you. And I think it's because my wife... Uh, wait, your household in here? Yeah. And it's, I think it's because my wife's family was an unsalted butter family. And it was to me, it was one of those things I'd never realized before. And then at one point, I was like, oh, it's unsalted butter. Like, when, you know, went and bought it. She's like, make sure you get the unsalted butter. Okay. And so you get the unsalted butter. And then I remember, I told the story, I think. My parents came out, mm-hmm. and my dad got the butter out of the refrigerator. Yeah. And, they, and he looked, he's like, unsalted butter. Yeah. Your dad and I, we see yeah. eye to eye. But you. my wife is, in, it's better for you. Oh, whatever. It tastes like fucking, it's, it tastes wrong. It's sweet. Whereas salty butter is salty, sure, and buttery. Here's how you solve it: pour a little fucking salt. No, no, I'm I'm, I'm with you, dog. <laughs> I, like I don't think that you would stand for that, right? But I'm just saying. Okay. Anyway, unsalted butter is the devil's creation. All right, D bunch. What else you got? Okay, is it un-American to have sweet be my favorite pickle? And I'm gonna say yes, it is. Why? Well, because sweet is for the relish. I guess so. And then for your for your burger, you want a little something with some bite to it. You want salty. Well, that's what this guy's an unsalted butter guy. You see the uh, trend in these questions? 
Well, I don't know if he is. Or uh, he might be on my side. He might be on your side. Dave. Buncho. Let us, let us know where you land Bunchy. on this issue. Yeah. What, do you, what about you? What do you think? Uh, I'm not a sweet pickle guy. I'll eat it. I prefer like a more of a dill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, that's the kind of thing Dave was looking for. Sure. Okay. All right. Go. Okay. Okay. Bunch to bunch. Dave Bunch. When pumping gas, do you squeeze it to the next whole dollar or next whole gallon? Okay. Here's my answer. Yeah. I just fill it up. Yeah. You know I what? squeeze I, it until there's nothing left to come out of it. Yeah. I think, you know what I think? Like, to me, remember that Jerry Seinfeld ad where... Mm-hmm. Because uh, filling it up to the gallon or to the cent was a time where you paid cash for gas. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's easier to go. I would go in with a twenty dollar bill. So yeah, twenty bucks. You wouldn't know that because yeah. you didn't. You never. No, had a but car. I remember being the uh, you know the guy who had to pay gas. My contribution to never driving right was hey let me go you in gas. and pay for the gas. Right. I'd be like I don't have any money, and they'd be like all right fine here's ten dollars ten bucks right. Um, but then when credit card I mean credit cards. Overwhelm everything. They changed man. it, and that was that Seinfeld ad, where Seinfeld uh, was at the pump, and there's like a woman or whatever at the pump, and yeah. she was trying to squeeze a thing, and he just throws the fucking thing in, and then mm-hmm. it stops wherever it stops, and then he goes. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. the way it is now for me. Yeah. Credit card gas, you don't even worry about that shit anymore. I wonder if now Farva, yeah, go on. Farva got the free hot dog. There's a reason for that, though. That was, you know, he was squeezing up to the hot dog. <laughs> That's right. Um, but he he was pouring that gas into the garbage. Yeah. Do you think we can start to deduce that Dave Bunch lives in, like, uh, like Amarillo, Texas, or, like, uh, off Route 66 or something? I don't something? know. We could tell by the way he spells certain things, probably. I don't know. Like, he doesn't even have an LCD, uh, you know, Yo, bunch to uh, bunch. Meter. Okay. Um, if Dave Bunch. Yeah. If Justin Bieber asked you to fire a cannon and he, the cannonball, meaning, and he's the yeah. cannonball, would you three times the charge to blast him to Canada? And I said, Would you that. triple the charge to blast him to Canada? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but you know what, though? Yeah. I'd get in there with him. Why? I like Justin Bieber. You do? No, you know I fucking hate I him. I know. He, I, I really, I think he's in the Kanye uh, camp. Like, I don't have a problem saying the guy's a douchebag. I, I guess, though, but he's, he's a kid, though. You know what I mean? I guess a, that's just, I'll give him that. I'll cut him that slack. He's a kid. I mean, I know he's done douchey shit. Sure. But he's a kid. Yeah, whatever. Um, anyway. That's how much time I'm going to spend on Bieber. Okay. All right. Okay. What's up, Dave Bunch? What else you got, bro? Okay, Dave Bunch. French toast or pancakes? Now, here, listen. Yeah. I'm going to say pancakes, but with an asterisk by it, because I actually think waffles are the most superior. Like I. Oh, love, really? I okay. love waffles. Okay. I love waffles just with butter and maple syrup on them. There's like, mm. you know, chunks of butter, salt. Belgian butter. waffle or like a and like a Lego. I or? like a Belgian waffle with like ice cream, and bacon, mm. and fucking whipped cream, and strawberries on it. I'll have, right. I'll have that shit all <laughs> day long. But that's not really what he asked. But then I love pancakes. Okay, um, pancakes are goddamn delicious. Right. And you know, French toast is like uh, I like French toast. Don't get me wrong. I think I like French toast better. But I find it to be like a dessert more thing and more work. Okay. Like a pancake is more of a of a of an easy accomplishment. French toast is a little more of a pain in the ass. Sure, because you can. I bet you can finish a stack of pancakes in in three bites. Sure. You know, like the whole, like a third of the entire stack, <laughs> a third of the entire. Just stack. Split them up and eat them. Yeah. Just and that's why I like pancakes. Bang them out. No, I don't know. Um. Okay. Go. Okay. Okay. Uh, Dave Bunch again. Okay, Dave Bunch. Um. Is squeeze bottle relish wrong? And here's the thing. I say no. It's right. Fact, if it's I, wrong, I don't want to be right. Yeah, in fact, I love it. <laughs> I love this. You know what? 
It's got a nice big hole at yeah. the end, always. And you get a nice thick load of, of pickle relish on there. Yeah. And, it, and some splatter, do some green splatter. Sure. Going. And you can, you know, you give a line of it and you're like, you know what, I need more. Yeah. And you blast some more out there. Yeah. I love that. I, I, I think the squeeze bottle is one of the great inventions of the last 10 years. Like, is it that young? Yeah, I mean, well, when did they start putting, like, mayonnaise into the squeeze bottles and relish into the squeeze bottles and uh, uh, jelly into the squeeze bottles? And You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you, you gave it all on that. I did, but that's, you, know, you love squeeze jelly. But that's what I buy now, and that's, you know, like, remember the days when you used to have to have the big jar of mayonnaise and you put the knife inside of it? So old. Now you don't do that. Now you squeeze it out. Same way with the mustard. Remember the mustard? Come on. They've had squeeze bottles of All right, mustard. Mustard was early. Yeah, it was, it was early. Ketchup. Yeah. And we've certainly had But ketchup, no, remember ketchup used to be you'd take spin the cap off of it and have to hit the back of the thing. Sure. Remember that? That's not too long ago. We still have it. We still have it. You yeah, but a diner they have that. And that's not too long ago. Yeah. What I'm saying. But also and what I'm saying is that the, they've had the squeeze ketchup bottle for a long time too. How long do you think? As long as they've had mustard. No, that's not true. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, your entire life you've gone to uh, get a hot dog at a street vendor. Yeah. He's got a squeeze bottle. Oh, but that's different, though. That's that's you take it out of the original packaging and you pour it into another. That's like putting olive oil into one of those olive oil pourers. I'm you know telling what I'm you, they had, they, had that's version, different. they had versions of ketchup for that, for the mustard, too. And by the okay. way, while you're making that face of me, yeah. uh, the relish, too. Like, I've lived in my house for 10 years. Okay. I've had barbecues there. I've had squeeze relish the entire that's fine. time. That's fine. That's I, good. I would say that's like a 20-year thing. I don't think it's a 20-year thing. <laughs> I know, but you think it's a 10-year thing. Yeah. So you got no credibility. <laughs> okay, okay. Anyway, okay, right. okay. 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 And Squeeze relish, way to go. Holy cow, we are really... That's the last one. Okay. Okay. Thanks, dude. Uh, Thanks a bunch. Thanks a bunch. Corey Bernsdorf. Are there any... Uh, at C. Steve Byrne. Ooh, C. Steve Byrne. That's... B- I like that. B-E-R-N. Um... Any non-Super Troopers 2 movie ideas you guys are working on that you can mention? Are there? Well, I don't want to mention any of them. <laughs> okay. That's the problem. No, so the answer is no. The answer is... All right. I'm sorry, Corey Bernsdorf. Yeah. We can't give those away. Um, okay. Next one, Phil, at Dub7ShyNin. Thought there was supposed to be a second stand-up special. What's up with it? It's there true. is. We filmed it. We finished it. And we are negotiating right now. Those folks who went to Denver, that Denver show, saw it. Yeah. Pepper's Farm remembers. They saw it. Yeah. Anyway, so the answer is yes. And yep, it's done. It's completed. We're just uh, we're haggling now. Yeah. Trying to get the best deal, and it's been a very slow contractual process. Yeah, yeah. But it is done, and it's going to get out at some point soon. Yeah. Okay, next one. All right. Uh, here's Corey Bernstorff again. There he is. At C. Steve Byrne. If you could replace one member of Broken Lizard with another celebrity... Who would you kick out, and who would you bring in? Mm. Okay. I would kick out Chandra Sekar. Okay. And bring in Chewbacca. Okay. <laughs> okay. Don't you think that would be a good trade? I would love that trade. Yeah. They sound the same. They do? They're both they, tall. They're both brown. They look the same. <laughs> right. They're both hairy. So you wouldn't lose anything. Well, you'd, you know what you'd gain? A Wookiee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A, a, a clever Wookiee. Yeah, clever Wookiee. Good pilot, too. Mm-hmm. Um, 
You don't want to piss them off, though. No. And the collaboration process might be let him, You got to let them win. Yeah. Always let the Wookiee win. Yeah, that's ruled. What about you? What do you got? Who are you? Who are you? Do you have one of those or no? Uh, or you, do you agree, just agree with mine? I definitely agree with yours. <laughs> I definitely. I mean, it's a great. It's a terrific answer. It's the answer of the night so far. Thanks, Jeff. bro. Thanks, it's man. The answer of the night. Thank you. Um, we can just move on. Well, you know, here's what I was thinking. We're an hour long already. Okay. Do um, you know that? I didn't. I didn't. But we'll fire through. Okay. I'd. Uh, I'd. I went went backwards. I was like, well, I'd like to get Seth Rogen in here. Into the Broken Lizard? Yeah, because, uh, I mean, he greenlights movies. so like, I see. So he kicked me out. It's a business thing. No, no. You I'm, bring him in. No. But then I was like, well, wait a second. I started going to the list. I was like, now let's work backwards. Okay, so if we kicked Heffernan out, now we've got Rogan and Soder and Stolhansky. That's like, you know. So then I was like, kick Jay out. You can't do that. You need the brown guy and, right. the, and the big guy. Okay. So it's between Soder and Stolhansky and... Soder and Rogan kind of look alike, so I'm like, ah, oh, fucking punch Soder. Okay. And now we have green light power. But, I mean, if that's your theory, then why not just kick somebody out and bring, like, Tom Cruise in? You know what I'm saying? I mean, if you want the green light. Well, because so, Tom Cruise would, I guess Tom Cruise could replace any of you guys. Or you could kick one of us out and bring Kevin Spacey, and he now is the head of a studio. I'd kick you out for Tom Cruise. Okay. I'd kick me out for Tom Cruise, too. I'm tired of being overshadowed by you, Kevin. Um, and then I was thinking, you know, Snoop Dogg was pretty damn excellent mm-hmm. when we did his show. Like, he was improvising and having a good time. Yeah, funny dude. So I'd kick Shander Secker out for Snoop Dogg. Okay. Why'd Shander Secker get the, the brunt of all Well, because he's tall and brown, and okay. um, this guy is more famous, and I think, uh, you know, was a very talented actor. Better than Shander Secker that day, I'll tell you what. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shander Secker couldn't even fucking read off a cue card. He was downed. Yeah. All right, next up, uh, Stephen. You am I up or you're up? I'd punt Stolhansky for Kristen Wiig because they look alike. And oh, Kristen Wiig's funnier. What's up? And then I was like, "Fuck, I'm gonna go for the fucking the what's a four for the trifecta? A quinella? I'm gonna go for the quinella. I'm okay, kick you out. Get okay. Melissa McCarthy going. Okay, so you do female Ghostbusters? It'd be you and female Ghostbusters? Yeah, and <laughs> Seth Rogen and Snoop Dogg. Okay, now that's a good comedy. That's a good group. comedy group. Okay, go. I see. Okay, uh, uh, Stephen, you. At NW4Life87. Uh, if you had the choice to kick five states out of the USA, which ones would they be? I don't want to kick five out. I've only got one I need to kick out. What? Massachusetts. What? That's where we're shooting Super Troopers, too. I'd kick it. At, we'd be shooting someplace else. Okay. If it was up to me. Okay. I'd kick out Massachusetts. Every, every other state's great. I, if, I, well, if I had to do it. Yeah. I, would, I was thinking about it. I would be, you know, egalitarian about it. I would be fair about it last in first out okay so you just take the last five to come in that's who goes okay who are those hawaii okay ah, but that's a great state come on i know you love hawaii but to be fair i do love hawaii listen but to be fair hawaii alaska arizona new mexico oklahoma those are the last five okay okay let's hawaii alaska arizona new mexico oklahoma each of those things okay hawaii heffernan you can't kick hawaii so, so wonderful like uh we're just going to bend the rules. I'm on the committee, by the way. <laughs> okay. okay. I'm just saying, and if I had a choice. Hawaiians, some Hawaiians have got my ear. Okay. Okay. I know, but I'm just saying it's the fair way to do it. It's the fair way to do Lilo it. Lilo and Anani and Stitch, <laughs> Stitch have come to me and they've said, Last in, first Steve, out. Steve, you know how much you love Hawaii. Can you talk to Kevin for us? I'm like, you got it. So anyway, come on. <laughs> okay. Not Hawaii. Sorry. Alaska. Let's put, let's put Massachusetts. Alaska's pretty cool, first. too. Honestly, you're not kicking Massachusetts out? 
You've changed. It's not fair. They were like first. You sold out, aren't they? Yeah, but worst. They're first, but worst. All right, go ahead. Just kidding, Massachusetts. I love you. Next one. Next one. It's a, it's it's a little sports joke. Austin Sessions at ATX Sessions. Is it too late to submit questions? Yes. Okay, Brian Haggart. Okay. At Brian Haggart. Who are the comedians you looked up to as a kid? Okay. I thought about this. My first two came pretty quickly to me. There was two, really, I think, that stood out for me. Okay. Eddie Murphy, to me, was the one that impacted me the most. Yeah, mm-hmm. certainly. I, like, Richard Pryor was a guy, but I felt that his albums were just slightly earlier generation, like just a couple years older. Okay. I loved them. I thought yeah. they were hilarious. But like for some reason, Eddie Murphy felt like my discovery because I saw him on Saturday Live and it was happening simultaneously. And right. Like those, those albums he came out with, uh, Delirious and uh, what was it? It was like Eddie Murphy, Raw. Eddie Murphy. And Eddie Murphy, Delirious. Raw, was Delirious was Raw. Raw. Wasn't Raw his special on... I thought Raw was the second one. Oh huh? no, that was the that was the movie. That yeah. came out in theaters, and but yeah. he also had the two albums, like Delirious' red jumpsuit or whatever, red leather suit, and Raw was blue leather suit. Right? I thought Delirious was black leather suit, and no. then Raw was red leather suit. But like, we saw him on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, but Delirious was the. Th- I mean, Delirious was like holy. Well, fuck they were all incredible. Shit, I know, mean, but this is like the first one you saw. Yeah, no, absolutely, I mean? and, and it's that's like, the first Dan special of his that you saw. You know, yeah, you're like, oh my god, and I don't even remember seeing for the first. I remember listening to the record the first time. Oh, okay. You know, I remember watching on HBO, seeing on HBO. And yeah. Like, oh my god, but phenomenal and like unbelievable. So it was like it was, that was Saturday Night Live, and then those specials, and then the movies. He came out so strong right out of the gate. Yeah. Was just destroying it. Yeah. You know, with like 48 hours, and then Trading Places, and Beverly Hills Cop. Those three movies in a row are like, holy shit, this guy's the best. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, I saw him do stand-up comedy live one time, too. Yeah. At the comic strip, a small club. He was working at Material. In the 80s or 90s? It had to be in the 80s. In the 80s. Yeah. It was in the 80s. And uh, anyway, so that was one person. And the other one was Steve Martin. I remember yeah. uh, watching Steve Martin on Saturday Night Live doing, like, King Tut. His, he would do songs. He would just do this, like, totally alternative yeah. type of stand-up comedy. And then he made it into the movies. And, like, and his string of movies is phenomenal as well. Yeah, he was a guy... F- Probably the guy from me. Like I, that was like I, I have you know vivid memories of just listening to that record. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, he was. I think he was the guy from me. You know, and also, oh, is know, he? Is he's your guy? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, don't think we've. I don't think we've ever talked about this. I think we, I think we have. Really? Okay. Yeah. But also, the, you know, I, I was a huge fan of like staying up late without your parents knowing and watching the early Saturday Night Lives mm-hmm. too. So it was like you know. Belushi and and well and then when Bill Murray came on, yeah, and it's funny too because like he was in great sketch like he's in like two wild and crazy guys yeah, and I remember I was it's like no one ever knew what accent that was and I finally I met a Bulgarian person and realized it's a Bulgarian <laughs> accent right right they, and it was like it's probably like five years ago I met this Bulgarian woman and she was like yeah well you got to go here and get and I was like oh my god she's two wild and crazy guys and I yeah. couldn't fucking take her seriously but that was the I mean to listen to that album and it had you know King Tut on there and it was the arrow through the head yeah, and all that shit just all that it was just you know I should listen to that album again no, it'll bring back memories and then the mo- but it's like the movie's like The Jerk yeah but yeah I mean when The Jerk you know you're like holy shit oh, that's so it's good fucking great so good. Anyway, okay. 
All right, boom. Comedians you looked to, to as a kid. Yeah. yeah, for me, I guess Steve Martin was was okay. Uh, Eric at E Rock. Oh yeah, it's a Heffernan special. Right? Oh yeah, this guy's got to be a local, right? Got to be. Uh, Eric at E Rock three three eight two. Which is your favorite New Haven style pizza? Modern Sally's, Peppy's, Mike's, the best pizza in the U.S. I'll tell you this, man. I'm from West Haven, mm-hmm. and we had West Haven pizza. Oh shit. Eric. You know what, Kev? This is why we do the podcast. Right. It's for the answers you don't expect. That's correct. You know, we had Dominic's and Danny's and, well, Danny's is gone now, but Tom and Pat's, which is still there, which my family eats every week still. Tom and Pat's pizza. So, you know, I like Sally's and I like Pepe's, but, uh, 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 you know, West Shore. And I'll West tell you, Shore, I'll bro. tell you people this, too. You know me. I like to give Kevin a hard time. Mm-hmm. Rarely do I ever get serious and just bring it down for a moment. <laughs> but I'll say this for you, Kev. Right. Pizza at your house yeah. has always been perfect. Yeah, right? Like, we've gone to some of those pizzerias together. You've taken us yeah, to some of those pizzerias. Tom and like, Pat's, yeah, okay, yeah. I'll eat that shit. Yeah, yeah. That's the last pizza your head. Like, oh, my God, I'll eat all this pizza. Yep. Okay, Eric Nepstad. Yeah. Nepstud, 1701. Ooh, Nepstud. Oh, I like this guy. That's that's bullshit fucking handle right there. That's yeah. cocky. I like that. Okay, what job or jobs in your past has done the most to propel and fuel your comedy careers? Mm. Well, Nepstud. That's deep, man. Um, the sort of obvious answer is all of them. <laughs> that is certainly obvious. Because, you know, you, you draw from all of your experience. Sure. I mean, uh, you know, my elevator man job, certainly. Right. So did that inspire you in terms of comedy, though, you think? or That certainly had a big one because it was like a completely different world for me. And like those guys were hilarious. Yeah. And, and at the time, I mean, I was in high school. I did enjoy writing, but certainly had never thought about being in show business. But at the time, I was like, man, I got to write about these guys. Like, these guys make me want to... I want to write a story about these yeah, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I guess Waiting Tables, too, right? Oh, my God. Waiting Tables is like... six. That was six years. Yeah. I mean, that's where the Slam and Salmon came from. But every... You know, I mean, you've done stuff... It's like... Waiting Tables was, was a type of job where you're meeting so many people. And there are many jobs like that where you... You know... Yeah. Service industry, of course. But like... Uh, All people, kinds of different people, characters. Every day. Yeah. And it's like... You will, you know, we'd go out every night after our shifts. There's rarely did you not go out, and there was like ten of you or fifteen of you even. Yeah, big restaurant. You'd all just have a great time, smoke weed, drink beer, and uh, laugh and talk about that day's events. Right. And everybody's got tons of stories. It was daily comedy, and to fill the entire evening. Sure. And it was fucking great. Yeah. Many characters, not just in Slam and Sam, but like, you know. Yeah, and other, and other things, too. Yeah. So many things. Yeah. But, and you can see, you know what? It's like in all of our movies, something like Writing with Broken Lizard, each of us has those things. Yeah. And you can see in all of the movies influence of those. Like, Or maybe you, you can't see it, but it's like we all know that like in any movie, each character, like names are significant. And they're drawn from all the different stories that we've all told each other and, you know, experiences. Yeah. That we... You know, Kevin will tell us, we'll all be like, oh my God, that's so fucking funny. We got to put that in a movie. And right. It works for all of us. Well, that's why it's good to have outside experiences. Exactly. That's what you're drawing. Yeah. Right? What about you? Uh, I looked at it a different way. I mean, I feel like in terms of like what it what propelled you in your comedy career, it was the shit jobs oh, that sure. made you want, like, for me, it was like, you know, 
when being a paralegal or a temp in a law office and you're like sitting at some desk and you're fucking wearing mm-hmm. a tie sure. and you're like, I got to do what I want to be doing here. Okay. They make you really realize that I got to be doing this other stuff. Yeah. And I feel like those moments were with, that's, I guess, a different answer, but it's, you know. But totally legit. Right. Um, it's funny, too, because I do think about when we did the, uh, we used to make our short films for our live shows. Yeah. And we did the uh, the paralegal sketch. Right, right. Where you posed uh, I was a paralegal. paralegal. nude. Yeah. In, a, in Playgirl. Or yeah, we were taking the piss out of, like, companies that were firing women because they had posed for Playboy. Right. And so we did, a, uh, you know, I think it was, like, it was a 60 minutes spoof. Yeah. Yes, on a guy because it was interviews with people, paralegal and, who'd been and my bo- my the lawyer boss, yeah, right. And, but uh, and one of the things I do remember about that was that I played the photographer, right. And <laughs> so I during the sh- photo session, the naked photo session, yeah. So yeah. it was you in a button-down shirt, right, naked from the waist down, <laughs> right, in socks, right, a jacket, uh, like a no, a, I think just the shirt, the shirt, a tie. Or maybe I took it off, a tie, yeah, like I um, take it off. I was taking, I was stripping down a bit, yeah. And like me just photographing you, yeah, and like shouting encouragement to you, and you like licking envelopes. Yeah, it was like it was like a paralegal theme thing. Like I yeah. was licking envelopes, I was stamping <laughs> things, and you were like that photographer, like lick it, stamp it, yeah. now put it in the mail. Yeah, you know, that kind yeah, of thing. that's right. <laughs> I would love for people to see. We got to find that. Those. I don't things. know where that is. Um, okay. Anyway, so. Uh, both valid answers, I'd say. Good answers. Okay, go ahead. You, Hannah Chatier. Chatier, our friend Hannah. Cool story, Hansel. The great Hannah Chatier. Do you enjoy collaborating with TV shows and cameos? And do you need my assistance? Hashtag Farb. Do you need my assistance? There you That's go. There's the actual Farb. Do you need thing. my assistance, Hannah? Do you need my assistance? Yeah. Why don't you answer this, Kev? Uh, I love it. I mean, I you know the cool thing is you know we have a very incestuous kind of thing going on, and we're the guys who we work together, went to college together, we're friends. But I find it like whenever we go out and work with other people, there's always something that you learn and bring back. Yeah, and uh, and uh, you know people do things different ways, and uh, it's better. It's a good thing to to go out there and do that kind of stuff. I feel like it's fun to get out of your element. Yeah, and uh, and mix things up a bit. Yeah. Maybe it makes you appreciate what you have. Don't know what you got till it's gone, Kev. Yep. I long when I'm when I'm away on a set working with other people. I long to see your face, Kev. Oh my God, we're so. Speaking of long, Chris at Stoketh. You're answering every. Should I not? Oh, I was I was skipping, but do it. This is just something we have to address because I don't think we've talked about this. And it's gotten out of control. Yeah, and I don't even remember what the thing was. You guys ready to confirm that Todd Glass will be taking a, talking over the credits of Super Troopers 2? It would mean the world to me. Um, so we were on his podcast like three years ago. Yeah. And we times. we joked about it would be funny if he like, spoke during the credits, right? Yeah. Is yeah. that what it is? I think I think he pitched it. But like, what what is he talking about? Is he like commenting on the people or is he just doing some stand-up or what's the... He's just, well, he's going to be on Mushrooms. Okay. And just talk through the credits. Got it. Okay. And we thought it was a fucking great idea. And it's a funny idea. Shit. But he now he really wants to do it. Yeah. And so he's been uh, he's, he's been hitting it up. He's been you know talking about it publicly, he's been tweeting about it. And yeah, I think he's soured on it now. But but um, because but, what happened was that then uh, he and I texted back and forth. Yeah. And um, I said uh, like we talked. We, you and I told you this. Like yeah. You know Jay and I were going to go on his podcast, and I said you know. Let's. Uh, you need to meet Jay first and like get to know him. Yeah. And so he said, "Okay, 
we've got plenty of time, and then he never contacted me. Okay. And so then he started Twittering me again, and I was like, well, that's funny because I, uh, you know, I contacted Todd. He never got back to me on it, so I guess it doesn't mean that much to him. Then he he called me and and uh, <laughs> texted me. This is Todd Glass. Immediately, but but left a, a voicemail. Like, I didn't I didn't write right there for it. Right. And then I never called him back. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Look, it happens in this business. Well, but I think I think also, like, he thought, based on, the, you know, we've told him on the story, like, we shot a couple of weeks, and now we're going to go back in the spring, and we're going to finish the movie. But I think he thought we shot the whole movie, and that he had to get on it right now, because we were doing the creds right now. But it's going to be a while. He's got, he's got plenty of time to, to work it. Sure, sure. So. But here, listen. I'd let him do it. I'd let him do it sure. uh, for like the the. Um, well, here's the problem: is yeah. we can't do it because we have so many goodies coming in the. Oh credits. yeah, yeah. We have we have some post credit scenes already written and things like that. Yeah. yeah, and so and during credit scenes and that kind of stuff. But I certainly would be all for like you know on the special features on the extras on on the uh, when you get a movie. Yeah. Um, to do. Him doing his fucking commentary on mushrooms over the credits. All right, you heard that here, Todd Glass. See, I'm fine with that. I was that's I was going to pitch that to him on his podcast in front of Shandor Sekar. Okay, I still will. And now I'm cut out of the picture. Is that what you're saying? No, you can do it too. Okay, I don't get to come on the podcast with you. I mean, I've been on Todd's podcast as much. He as He loves you. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, Go. Okay, Henry Ellis at Henweb. With all the merch you guys do, how come you've never done the obvious, a branded Super Trooper Pooper Scooper? Good idea. Good idea. In fact, I think we should steal it. Okay. Get on it. Okay. Talk to the people. Okay. Pete Dancer at Pete Ed. Peted. Peted. I don't know, I don't know how you should say it, but, but Pete Dancer. He must be a dancer. Um, but he's a good dancer. Which would you rather? This looks like a... Uh, would you rather Pete, have a... Pete Dancer could also be the name of a female stripper. Hold me closer, Pete Dancer. Okay, go. Uh, ha- would you rather have a movie make five hundred million dollars, or would it rather? Would you rather win the best picture actor and director at the Oscars with a small indie? Um, I'd like to have it win best picture actor director at the Oscars with a small indie because uh, if it made five hundred million dollars, we still wouldn't see a penny of it. <laughs> <laughs> we would though. I'd rather see five. I'd rather do the five hundred million. Me too, obviously. <laughs> Holy shit! I mean, we've made plenty of small indies. Yeah, we need to make Jurassic World. You know what I'm saying? I hear you, dog. <laughs> I hear you, dog. How's that for fucking uh, artistic integrity, you son of a bitch dancer? Okay, uh, okay. Uh, Corey Burnsdorf at C. Steve Byrne, our old friend. Have you? Would you ever consider doing some kind of Super Troopers Reno Nine One mashup? Sure, sure. Okay, I'd, I'd, okay. I'd be happy to. Yeah, I'd love to. I think those guys are funny. I'd love to. And uh, isn't it all in the Fox uh, world? It is. I mean, it's possible, right? Because it's all in the Fox world. It'd be great. They should do it like I imagine the way Batman versus Superman is going to be. We're like, we come out, we hate each other, we have a big fucking fight. Right. The fight's awesome, and right. then we turn and battle a common enemy. A common enemy. Yeah. And then we become friends. And then we become friends. That's great. That's a great idea. Let's pitch him. Okay. Okay, uh, Derek Maine at State of Maine. There you go. That's a good. It's M A Y N E. It's like Kenny Maine. Okay, if Heffernan could force Lemmy to sleep with anyone, who would it be? And why is it Eric Stolhansky? Uh, okay. Um, 
I th- I've put a lot of thought into this. Okay, I'm curious. This is like this is like being set up on a date with somebody. Yeah. Um, if I could force you to sleep with anyone, uh, I would do Andre the Giant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just because I would want to see you, yeah, fuck Andre the Giant. Okay. Or like the, whoever the champion sumo wrestler is of Japan, I would want to see you. Okay. We talked about this the other day. It's like that joke with the the ant on the yeah. on the back of the ele- fuck trying to fuck the elephant in the ass. Yeah. Take, Take it all, bitch. bitch. Yeah. yeah, that's what I would want. I I'd, I'd want to see Steve. Let me f- try to fuck Andre the Giant, dude. Oh, good one. Oh, oh, yeah, fuck me, Steve. Oh, fuck me, Steve. Oh, no, it'd be more like this. This is the best fuck I've ever had, Steve. <laughs> Holy shit, this is the best love I have ever had. Oh, take it all, bitch. But I warn you, I'm like a, a mantis woman. I'm going to turn around and eat you when you are done coming. No, he's going he's gonna to accidentally crush your head with his gigantic hand. Holy shit. Could you imagine him jerking me off? <laughs> Sorry, Steve, I broke it. He would just use like his index finger and his thumb. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, am I hurting you? Do you think you could have rough hands? Oh, totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Gigantic rough hands? Yeah, from lifting, like, fucking cars and things like that. R.I.P., though. R.I.P., bro. R.I.P. Okay. The Giant. All right, that's my answer. Okay. Richard Jacquez. I love this guy's name. Hearthstone75. If you had a choice of impersonating anyone and doing the impersonation perfect every time, who would it be? I think you all know. Who? Now what? And if thought one. <laughs> right. By Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman, like, you're just right. just get that. I, that, I mean, that would be great if it, yeah, I, mean, uh, I saw him in something recently. Oh, Ted 2, which oh. is a very fun, have you watched Ted 2? I have not seen Funny Ted fucking two. movie. Uh, anyway, he's in that. But, um, and I thought of you. I was thinking, though, if you wanted to, Im- like a really impressive imitation, mm-hmm. like there are those ones that everyone does, but it would be yeah. like, if as a dude, you had like a, a woman, like a famous woman that you sure. had down perfectly. Sure. And like, so when it comes out of your mouth, it's so fucking bizarre. Sure. But it's perfect. Sure. Like if I could like like imitate Oprah, oh, you know man, what I mean? I'd love that. <laughs> like I I could do it everywhere. Like I could just you know. I'd love that. It'd be my Oprah imitation. Let me ask you a question: Would you do it in blackface? No, like, never. What, what if what if it was so never. good? What if it was that's so what makes good? it funny? What if it was so good that you were allowed to do it in blackface and no one would bother you? What I would do is I would do it in her clothes and a wig, but keep my face. Okay, and that's funny to me. Okay. No, I love it. Believe me. I'd love it if you did Oprah. That's my theory. Okay. All right. Last question. Last question. Okay. All right. Richard Jacquez again. Hearthstone 75. If Broken Lizard was never created, what would you become? And don't say the obvious, i.e. a lawyer in two states or a pro breakdancer. Richard Jacquez. Dick Jacquez. <laughs> Dick Jacker. He knows uh, us. He knows. He's a true crew member, this guy. Yeah. Uh, okay, what would you become? You know, I think I'd uh, just open up a coffee shop. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'd do. Hell yeah. I'd open up a coffee shop. Would you? Um, no. I, I, I wouldn't want to be in the restaurant business anymore. That's for nah, sure. Get out of that shit. Yeah. Uh, I'd be a rock star. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's a great one. Yeah. You might prefer that to Broken Lizard. Yeah, I'd be in the Stones. <laughs> sure. Okay. I'd be in the Stones and like fucking... 68. Okay. No, really 75. Uh, I was thinking I, I would be a life coach. Okay, go on. Go on. I can see this. Go you know, on. overweight life coach. Go on. I, that's, you know, aren't they all? They aren't. But, you know, it's also like, you know, why do I have to do it? I, if I know what's right, I can just tell you how to do it. Doesn't mean I have to live it. Sure. Right? 
will say, listen, you know, life is about choices. Yeah. Okay, you can make smart choices, you can make choices. I made this I choice, make. but I can point out what the good choices are to you and coach yeah. you into... Don't be like me. Well, be like a, you. You can have them put their hand... Oh, your voice cracked again. Uh, oh, he means it. He yeah. means that's... He felt that's that. That's when I love it. <laughs> you can have them put their, their hand on your belly. Like, touch this. Do you want this? Yeah. Um. All right. The thin snake. That's the last question. <laughs> okay, you know, you know what, what I'm going to do? I know what I'm trying. What Go. Are you trying? Want me to tell you? Yeah, you tell me. Uh, I'm, Happy Valentine's Day. I'm going to choose some fucking heart-shaped candies. Ew. I thought you were going to say chocolates. <laughs> yeah. Chocolate ones. No, chocolates is different. Chocolates. Okay, you know what? Here, I'll tell you what. What? There's some pizzerias yeah. that uh, put a pizza pie into a heart shape for Valentine's Day. Okay. I'm going to chew a heart-shaped pizza. It's going to be from your favorite pizzeria in... Okay. In Tom Fats? I'm going there. I'm getting okay. some fuck. I'm chewing that on the way out. Heart-shaped baby. pizza. All right. Let's do I'm it. I'm not going to stop till that whole pie is gone. Mm. Happy Valentine's, everybody. Eat your heart out. See you in Pasadena at the Ice House Saturday night. Mm. Oh my! Oh, this God. chocolate candy has nougat inside of it. Oh, it's delicious. Nougat? Wait, give me one. Now leaving Nerdist.com.